So we've been talking about 1 Corinthians 7. Everybody's in 1 Corinthians 7. I was so glad the way we did it, because youth was in there. A lot of youth, because they need to hear it. School teaching about sex. Somebody say amen. Single people is in 1 Corinthians 7. The young single, young unmarried, right? The married people in 1 Corinthians 7, male and female, yeah? Those that have been divorced or might be going through divorce is in 1 Corinthians 7. True? All right. And then um, those that are widows who have no interest, older, have no interest in getting married, or if you are a eunuch, you're young and what they would call asexual, have no desire, no urges, no libido, you good, you're in there too. So if you're Paul or if you're me, you're in there. Somebody say amen. Okay. The one group we did not finish with was those who have been divorced and so forth. So we're going to talk about this or going through a divorce. Let's look at Malachi 2.16. It says, for the Lord. Now, we talked about this, preface this. We are not coming against anybody. We don't want anybody to feel bad necessarily unless you need to feel bad. Sometimes, you know, in church we try to keep people from feeling bad, but sometimes you need to feel bad a little bit. I think the Bible talks about repentance with godly sorrow. That doesn't feel good. The Bible talks about the chastisement of the Lord, which doesn't feel, it says, is unpleasant for a time. So everything that we do in church, pastors, um, is not necessarily to avoid you not feeling good. How many times have you heard that in church? Sometimes you just need to feel bad about what you did. <laughs> so funny, we were at a church one time. Bishop, the organist, got, was it two girls praying at the same time? Two girls praying at the same time. And we were, I was, we was in the studio recording everything. <laughs> and I said, hey man, what happened? First of all, I'm not going to feel no condemnation. I'm not going to feel bad. I say, bro, you need to feel bad for a minute. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody. Says, Carl, you borrowed my car, wrecked my car. Tell me, I ain't finna feel bad. I'm sorry. You want to feel a little bad? Somebody say amen. So this whole thing about we got to make people, everybody feel comfortable, don't feel bad. And, and this is why a lot of the popular churches, um, what we call, me and Dr. Rogers, we call the greasy churches, greasy pastors, they don't talk about nothing. I mean, how do you talk about so much? 52 Sundays a year, and all 52 Wednesdays, whatever, and never talk about nothing. I mean, what are you saying to the people? So sometimes truth, it cuts, yes? Sometimes it just does. Hello? I don't, get, I don't skip over the part of the Bible to talk about gluttony. I don't. <laughs> Do you? Oh, I'm going to feel bad. No, 
Maybe, you remember the, uh, that, 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 that anointed man of God, that preacher, um, he was a singer. And he ushered in the church and he said, let it burn. You remember that one? Anybody remember that song, Let It Burn? By the usher of the church. Y'all remember Let It Burn? Sometime you need to let it burn. Oh, I ain't getting no amen on that. Sometimes, y'all remember Usher in the world, right? Usher wrote the song, let it burn. Some of y'all not getting the joke. Okay, sometime you need to let it burn so you don't do it no more. I wish I had two amens. Yeah. Because if you don't feel any displeasure, you don't move away from it. Anything that causes pain, you move away from it. Anything that causes pleasure, you move toward it. Somebody say amen. amen. And sin does cause pain. Doing things unwisely causes pain. Now I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people, if they had listened to godly counsel, if they had read the word of God, Say, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. But he a good man. He a good man. Yeah, but is he born again? I don't know about it, but he a good man. That's women. They, he a good man. Well, the Bible says you can't call nobody good but God. So the only way you can be good is to be godly. But he loves me. The Bible says the only people that know how to love are the people that's born of God. Because God is love. If you're not born again, you can't even love. I wish I had somebody up in here. And some people, if they could go back, if they could get a DeLorean, if they had a time machine, they wouldn't have married that brother or that sister. Somebody say amen. amen. How many of y'all know that's warning signs? Hello? How many of y'all know that's warning signs? Lord have mercy. Y'all not giving me no ground. I got to finish tonight. But y'all, okay, let me give you one. Sisters, if that brother got beady eyes and he overstresses his S's, And he knows what the color fuchsia is, and he talks in terms of cantaloupe and salmon when he talks of colors. That brother might. He might not only like women. Somebody say amen, though. Know? I'd be like, girl, where was your gator? Like, you, you don't have one? I mean, for real, y'all. And that we love everybody. Like, gay people can be saved, they can be transformed, all of that stuff. But you don't marry one to save them. Somebody say amen. And a lot of them dudes, they come out of it, they get born again. Amen. Somebody say amen. It's a whole website, YouTube, you can go find the ex-gay people, all that stuff, and they got married and everything. But y'all, you got, you, come on, can you, just some, you, can you, are you that hard up for a person? Come on, somebody. 
Now, y'all, that's what the world is right. You can do bad. But, but, but we're prosperous people. We're people of faith. I'm going to do good by myself. Come on, somebody. I'm good till God send me somebody. Y'all remember Star Jones? Now, Mama, I know you remember this. You remember Star Jones? And she was on The View. I remember this. The black woman that was on the, the first black woman that was on The View. And she got so excited about some dude she was getting ready to marry. And she brought him out. It seemed like me and my mom was in the same room or something. Uh, me and Gina. And I look, I say, baby, what in the world? Do she, she can't see? That brother wasn't right. That marriage lasted five minutes. Stella got a groove back. That lady, what's her name? No, not Angela Bass, the one that wrote the book. Terry McMillan? Mm-hmm. I think that brother went off and messed around with the same side. Didn't he? You can't see this? I mean, I can see it. So a lot of times we've made mistakes, but we haven't reconciled what we did. And y'all, if you don't reconcile your past mistakes, you're bound to make them again. If you don't let it burn a little bit, you're you bound to make the same mistake again. If, here's another thing, women. If you marry a, a dude that's prettier than you, dainier than you, spend more time in the mirror than you, wear more uh, earrings and jewelry than you, you may have a problem now. Okay. I don't know. I keep a little ash on my hand just so my wife will know she got a real man. I go get manicures and stuff when she asks me to. But yeah, I mean, it got to be all like that. Aren't you eyebrows? And, come on, man. Going to Louis, Louis Vuitton store, buying a merch. I don't need a bag from the Louis Vuitton store. I just don't. But like we went, we we went to Louis Vuitton store in y'all. I'm sorry, in in the Galleria, and we walked into the wrong store. It was the men's store. And Jim was like, "Would you like to look around?" I say, "No." What did we get from the Louis Vuitton store? I mean, I'm not like that. Now some people like that. I mean, you know. Um, and they're not necessarily getting nothing like that. I'm just saying, like. You got to watch out for that. That's all I'm saying. He cuter than you and all that stuff? Nah. And some women want a man cuter than them. They do. They don't have to doll up, but he dolls up. I've seen this. Have you seen it? Come on, somebody. Then the woman let herself go. But can't figure out why he... Cutting out or doing something else. All right. I'm going to stick to the word. I ain't got to it yet. This is just some free stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. How, how to avoid divorce. Don't, don't marry into the wrong stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. And if you have any apprehensions about somebody you thinking about marrying, slow it down. Another six months, it ain't going to hurt nothing. So I say amen. It just don't. Malachi 2.16, for the Lord God of Israel 
says, I hate divorce. This is an amplifier. And marital separation. And him who covers his garments, his wife with violence. That means men who beat their wives. And, you know, now you got women who beat their husbands. And um, therefore, keep a watch upon your spirit. This is what God said. That it may be controlled by my spirit. Husbands, that you deal not treacherously and faithlessly with your marriage mate. And the King James says with your wife. Because they were putting their wives away for no reason. Divorcing. In Old Testament. So the Pharisees, they come. They, they try to trick Jesus. Get him in the jam about divorce. Matthew 19, starting at verse 5. Uh, he answers them, he said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be firmly joined inseparably to his wife. We talked about how can you unmix two eggs that we done put in the bowl and mixed up. Can you separate them? No, before you can separate yolks from whites. But once you scramble that stuff up, man, whisk it up. Like my brother said, hey, you can't separate two eggs anymore. Very difficult. Somebody say amen. And, and, and God hates divorce because it is the ripping away. The Bible says the two become one in soul and body. And when those two people, it's like a tearing. It's like, you know, two pieces of paper that's been glued together and you tear it apart. Is that a clean tear? No. Some of this paper's on that paper. Some of that paper's on this paper. It's called baggage. Somebody say amen. amen. People got to deal with it. And that's why people in the second marriage, um, there's a higher divorce rate on the second marriage than there is on the first marriage. There's a higher divorce rate on the third and fourth marriage than there is on the first and second. Because people haven't dealt with their stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. So God doesn't like it. Jesus said God told the man to come together, be one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. They said unto him, so why did Moses, they come and form again, give us a certificate of divorce so that we could dismiss and repudiate a wife? He said unto them, because of your hardness, stubbornness, and perversity of your own hearts. Moses permitted this. He permitted you to dismiss and repudiate and divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Somebody say amen. I say unto you, whoever dismisses and repudiate, divorces his wife, except for unchastity, fornication. We talked about that. Marries another, commits adultery. He who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. This is in Jesus' eye. Now, 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7. Let's go there, guys. Starting uh, with verse 13. And if any woman has an unbelieving husband, let's start there. How did the woman get an unbelieving husband? There's only two ways to do it. Both of y'all, we all got married, we're not believers. And that's a fair situation. Okay? But more often than not, in the church of the living God, somebody got married. Knowing that the spiritual status of the other person was suspect. Knew it was. And, and walked into that situation. 
But y'all, that is not advisable. That's putting heaven and hell in the same house. It just, it's not going to work. It's like oil and water at some point. If somebody's really, really saved, if somebody's really saved, and they're getting with somebody that's not saved, not born again, y'all, at some point, it's going to be holy H-E-L-L in that house. Because goals are not going to be the same. How we raising our kids not going to be the same. What we doing on Sunday is not going to be the same. What we do on Christmas is not going to be the same. What we do on Easter, and here's the one I'm always trying to drag him. No, we need to read, we need to read the nativity story. We need to put the nativity in the yard. Why we need to do all that? The Bible clearly states. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever if you are a born-again Christian. Now, here it is. He say he's saved. What does that mean, Gina, when the woman say? He say he's saved. What does that mean? He not saved? When the woman say he say he's saved. Why she say it like that? Because she know he not saved. He know he not, she know he not born again. She hoping it's the truth, but it's not. Here's another clue, women. When your man say um, something like, uh, yeah, you going to church? Send one up to the man upstairs for me. When he called God the man upstairs, he probably not say. When he called the Bible, yeah, I love a good book. When he called the Bible the good book, I'm talking in the black culture. He probably not saved. When somebody say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, what does that mean? They're probably not saved. Somebody say amen. If he's saved, ask him when y'all go out, can you pray and bless the food? That's all you got to do. All right, baby, we at Pablo, go ahead and bless the food. Oh, uh, <laughs> the God up there, uh, we just want to uh, thank you for this food. Amen. Does it seem like he blesses his food? You know, we have a book called the SAT. Once taken through the SAT or her. Salvation action test, that's going to tell you pretty quickly. Somebody say amen. amen. I just don't like really talking about religion and politics. They probably not born again. Yeah? So, if you got married and neither one of y'all was born again, and then you find yourself an unbeliever spouse, that's one thing. But y'all, if you went into that with your eyes wide open, you need to let it burn for a minute. Why? So you don't do it again. How do I know if somebody's born again? Well, y'all, at some point, I'm going to talk about Jesus. Hello? At some point, 
He's going to bring up, you know, I was just reading in the book of Jude and really know what he's talking about. Now, if he said, I was reading the book of Job, he probably just trying to impress you. <laughs> you know, ain't no book of Job, it's Job. Somebody say amen. Yeah, he say, yeah, one Corinthians say this, he probably don't know. If he calls Psalms for Psalms, he probably just trying to impress you. Somebody say amen. But if any woman have an unbelieving husband and he consents to live with her, she should not leave or divorce him. You get tired of being in a marriage with an unbelieving man. Y'all, the Bible says if that man loves you, if that man wants to stay with you, hey, you got to stay with that brother. That's what Paul advised. Somebody say amen. Now, you don't have to listen to him when he talks about church. If you work and he don't like you paying time, you don't got to listen to that because you're going to obey God rather than men. Somebody say amen. But if that brother wants to stay with you, he not cheating on you, and he ain't doing that wrong, hey, you need to stay with him. You're in a situation, and your love for him, Paul says, who knows, a woman, you may save your husband. Listen, for the unbelieving husband is set apart, separated, sanctified, withdrawn from the heathen contamination, and affiliated with Christian people by union with this consecrated, set-apart wife. It's quiet up in the building. What about me? Well, you shouldn't have married him if you weren't born again. But now don't you care that he go to hell? Do you care if he's going to go to hell? And the Bible says that wife, if she's a believer, is the closest thing to him and the greatest influence of him being born again and actually getting his life right and going, going there. Two amens on that. <laughs> I want to say in here, married people too, man, can you fight for your marriage? Two amens on that. Can we fight for our marriage? You know, the liberals, you know, and man, that dude busted all, I mean, wasn't, wasn't one breakfast club that wasn't bloodied up. He told he told they tell up. Well, what about the disproportionate amount of black people in prison? There's a disproportionate amount of black people killing folk. That's 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 the stats, man. Thirteen percent of the of the of the population, over fifty percent of all homicides are committed by African Americans in the United States, if that number is correct. And we got police officers here. What you think? You think they messing with the numbers? No. Now, I don't, I don't full throw endorse Chris Rock, but you know, he, he be on that stuff sometimes. I remember years ago, he said, talking about some, yeah, man, black people talking about, um, it's the media that's making us look bad. He say, when I go to the ATM at night, I'm not looking for the media. I'm not scared the media gonna come up. I'm looking for another black man that's gonna jack me. Now, yeah, that's the truth. 
and they keep saying the same talking points to liberals, and then you say, but it's because of the breakdown of the family. It's the breakdown of the family. That's why we got to fight for our families. Come on, somebody. We got to fight for our marriages. We got to fight for our wives. We got to fight for our husbands. Because little Johnny, little whatever, Melissa, whoever, he going to grow up without his daddy. And y'all, I work in special ed. Y'all, I'm telling you, though, this is what we call it. The socioeconomic factors that led to the trauma of the child is almost always young black boy, mad, five, six-year-old, punching people lights out, just mad all day, never smile, because his dad not there. His dad in jail. His mama strung out. So in the church, we got to fight for our marriages. We got to fight for our family. Come on, somebody. Let's start with living a pure life if I'm single. Somebody say amen. Praying and believing God for a right mate. Somebody say amen. Get with that mate. Amen. Stay with that mate. Come on, somebody. Somebody come up. Something come up. Try to come between that. Whether it's pornography, whether it's girl, big booty Friday, they walk into the office, whoever it is, the UPS man with all the ass like you like it. You better, you better, you better take authority over your mind, casting things down, and fight for your marriage. So what should you do? I'm done. Praise team, get ready. I'm done. But if the believing partner actually leaves, let him do so. But don't drive him crazy try to make him leave. That's witchcraft manipulation. Somebody say amen. Don't give him an ultimatum and make him leave. Unless they in sexual sin. Somebody say amen. But if the believing partner leaves, let him do so. In such cases, the remaining brother or sister is not morally bound. That means you can get married again, but God has called us to peace. Amen. I'm not chasing down nobody that don't want to be with me. What about you? I know I'm not. I got some dignity. Amen. Amen. We try, 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 try. And he's like, nah, I'm gone. And she like, whatever, whatever. Hey, man, we're going to give it everything we got. We're going to fight as much as we can. But at some point, when somebody just don't want to be with you, when they don't want you no more, somebody say amen. It's time to move on. The Bible says it. For wife, how can you be sure of converting? Wife, how can you be sure of converting your saving of your husband? For wife, how can how can you be sure of converting and saving your husband? Husband, how can you be sure of converting and saving your wife? Only let each one seek to conduct himself and regulate his affairs so as to lead the life which the Lord has allotted and imparted to him and to which God has invited and summoned him. This is my order in all the churches. So it's not easy sometimes. You know, somebody beating your brains out. This is what I say. 
separate, give the brother and sister time. And I say sister because we dealt with sisters. We had, we had, we, they had to lock the butcher knives up. This was part of their marriage plan. Lock the butcher knives up at night and only take them out when she's cooking. Amen. The husband had the key. <laughs> but <clears throat> some abuse and stuff like that happened. Separate. Let a person go to some counseling, get some deliverance, what have you. Amen. Now, old school, there was people that lived separated, never got divorced, never got with nobody else. We know about people like that, right? Them old school women. They just lived separate. Couldn't live with them because he beat them. She didn't divorce They didn't get divorced. Because marriage should be hard to get out of, according to the scripture. Um, you shouldn't stay in an unsafe situation. If somebody's violent towards you, sexually, even a man raping his own wife, like that's, you know, and at some point, I tell women and men in bad situation, you can call a popo. Oh, I want Well, if somebody's doing criminal behavior, amen. Right? That's not divorce. But I can call a popo. Amen. And you can love that brother through some bars. People stay married. He went to jail. I, 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 I put him in jail, but I still love you, baby. But when you come out, you're going to be, do better than that. <laughs> Hello? God has not called anybody to stay in an abusive situation. Because remember he said, he said, God wants peace. Okay? But y'all, how much better on the front end? Who got can you listen? You know, we wrote the book, Waiting, Dating, and Mating. Can you actually read it three or four times? And then when you start dating, use it as a guide? Because we got stuff in there. Y'all, we got a chapter in there now called the um, Results Dinner. And it used to be short. It got thicker. Because people are worse now. So the Results Dinner is this. Everybody go and get some testing. Number one, a blood test. If somebody got an STD, herpes or something, that's not a deal breaker necessarily. They say 80% of a certain age got it anyway, don't know it. But y'all, you probably want to know if somebody got herpes before you marry them. Yes. Or HIV or whatever else. All right. Then there's another results. Can you pull, go ahead and pull your free uh, credit score from Credit Karma? Have that in your folder too. Because if you owe $600,000 in debt, your spouse probably would want to know that. Because there ain't nothing nobody talk about in courtship, dating, or engagement. They just look up and be married and be like, babe, what, what's this? Oh, that was, that, was, that was with my first wife. She did. Hey, man. You didn't tell nobody. That's results dinner number two. And then number three, we recommend now, because people are so off, hey, go get a simple psychological battery, simple test. Yeah. 
to see if he, you know, if he on psychotropic medicine, is she bipolar, schizophrenic? People don't tell you know people don't tell you that. And the family will conspire not to tell you. They be like, she got a good one. Don't don't tell him. Don't know. She gonna be all right. She ain't gonna. She usually good when she take a medicine. He'll find out. Bipolar schizophrenic. You might want to know that. And then here's a here's a trick hack that you can ask somebody you dating. Say, when you was in school, did they ever have an IEP meeting? Did you ever have one? You know how when we was in school, we had IEP meetings, right? You can make it inclusive like you had one too. Did you have, how did your IEP meetings go? And that'll let you know they was in special ed. Because people don't walk around with a special ed sign. Somebody say amen. You better know something before you go and get married with somebody. Because next thing you know, pastor, I'm filing for divorce. God hates divorce. We try to avoid it at all times. But I'm going to tell you, me and my wife, we've had to tell some people, hey, you probably need to go ahead and serve some papers. Because this brother and sister is off the chain. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, tonight.